Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. In this episode, I'm joined by the legend that is Mr. Grant Cardone. If you have not heard of Grant, where have you been for the last seven years or so? Um, this guy is an international best-selling author, international speaker, has headlined expert empires in the UK and the Property Super Conference in 2019. He's the number one marketer to watch, as stated by Forbes, the creator of the 10X Growth Conference, the biggest, the best, number one business growth conference on the planet, although I'm going to try and change that, and uh, he has created a property empire worth $1.5 billion. This man is the very definition of an empire builder. Welcome to Empire Builders, Mr. Grant Cardone. Bro, you, you, cut, you cut me by $300 million. Well, it's because we can't keep up. The numbers just, we can't keep up to date. I research it, and by the time I've done the research, the numbers have already gone up. Yeah. Just want to say, Nick, big fan of you, dude. I remember, you know, working with you over there in London. Uh, really enjoy everything you do. Follow your Instagram channel. Like all, Just like your whole vibe, man. You're a good dude. Love you, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks. So, listen, um, I know you're busy. I want to get stuck into questions. I, By the way, I do these interviews for selfish reasons. I've got questions that I want answered. So I'm going to go with okay. my questions first because it's my podcast. Um, but yeah, I, have one, I have one question. I have one question first. Can I ask? Go for it. Dude, how did you know about the black T-shirt day? Yeah. <laughs> so the podcast listeners won't see. We're streaming this live on Facebook. We're, we're in sync. Dude, it's synchronicity. We are just connected. Even though we are separated by the seas, we are connected. We knew black T-shirts. So um, I I guess, like, we are in crazy times, man. Um, Mm. If you listen to this later down the line, it is early August 2020. The world has still gone nuts. Um, The the first thing I want to know, really, I'm fascinated to hear your opinion, Grant, on what are your predictions for the economy for the next six, 12 months? What do you see happening now? Yeah, so here we are, middle of the year, right? A little past the middle of the year. You know, I think that, look, if you're a fortune, if you're Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, TikTok, I mean, these big giant tech companies, Zoom, you're going to do great. If you're, if, you're, if you're a little guy, if you're, you know, in America, we have 32 million small businesses, you're probably going to have 8 million bankruptcies in America. Mm. And, and you're going to have we, we are having the largest redistribution of wealth probably on in the history of this planet in America. You know, in America, I know just like in Europe, you're, you're having the government now stepped in to subsidize families on a month to month basis. Uh, that could that could stop or it could extend. It probably will extend. Well, in the because UK, in the UK, I mean, I don't know how much you're familiar with the UK, like. The, the government did loads of support, man, loads of support for um, to, to, to incentivize employers to keep their employees through what we call the furlough scheme. So basically, subsidi- uh, the government subsidized all uh, wages, and that's stopping, like, soon. I, th- I think they already started yeah. pulling it back, like, by 20% this month. Next month, it comes yeah. back. Well, that, then it finishes in October. So I think in the yeah. UK, 
maybe maybe it finishes. Maybe it finishes. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they throw at it again, which is a bigger problem because it shows you just how massive this problem is. I'm I'm 62 years old. I've never seen the government throw money at people like this before. It just tells you the 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 magnitude of this problem. Sure. Seven trillion dollars just in the U.S. and this is a worldwide problem. Like this is not a this is not a small thing. This is the redistribution of wealth on planet Earth. We, people's freedoms are being shifted. This is this is the make break moment for the individual. You're either gonna you're either gonna out create this, or you're gonna hate this. Long term, maybe not today, not the next couple of months, but but come 2021, 2022, you start running out of money. Uh, everybody's going to start hearing what I've been talking about for years. Go big, bigger. If you don't go bigger, everybody's like, why is Cardone always talking about big? He's so greedy. He always wants so much money. Yeah, because you guys don't. You, you, we underestimate as human beings that want to be positive. We underestimate these kind of events that that appear to be out of our control. Sure. So, so like, what do, what do we do? Like, what do you think the, bear in mind, most of the people watching this in my audience or listening to this on the podcast are, they're, you know, they're probably business owners that are anywhere between startup and maybe seven figures in revenue. Um, so they're relatively early on in their journey, like, what advice would you give to them? What should they be doing right now and in the next six to 12 months to, to protect their business, to protect their livelihood? Like what advice would you give? Well, number one, I would tell you, don't never waste a good crisis. You know, <laughs> see, see, I said there was a redistribution of wealth. I didn't say there was the erasure of wealth. Actually, more wealth is being created right now. Now you, you got to decide, you got to decide what end of this thing, that, the swing you want to be on. You know, I, I decided in March when this happened over here, I'm like, okay, guys, we are going to outcreate the situation. This is not a reason to get smaller. It is a springboard to get bigger. But number one, you have to make a decision, whether it's getting in shape, fixing your marriage, being a good parent, growing your business first everything starts with a decision that's why like if you put a hundred successful people in a room together and ask them the most important thing and mentals one of them i guarantee you 99 of the 99 of the 100 gonna be like dude it's a mental game like you you could put you could put gurus together that disagree with each other they oh yeah it's mental everybody agrees with that now the strategy how you get there is going to be a little different. But first, you got to decide, hey, I got to get bigger to survive. I can't just get by to survive because they're taking away what you're just getting by on, right? You're going to, we're going to hit inflation. If you're using the math uh, that I'm just going to get by, I'm just going to do what I did last year or close because half the year shot and things inflate, you're going backwards. So, so you got to start like you got to start figuring out. Okay, where's the where's the where's the party going to go now? Clearly, we're going online. Digital's not going away. Um, people probably going to be working from home now for some period of time. Uh, you know, in America, like like you got to make ninety three thousand dollars a year to buy a house in this country. 
the average median income in America is about $58,000. So I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to double down on my rentals because this crisis is going to force rentals. I'm definitely going to double down on my digital. Um, I'm definitely going to do another live event, a big, massive one, because people are starving. I know people that be like, fuck it, I'll get COVID just to come to your event. I'd like to get some. You got it. I got it. I want it. And, and so people are starving out of 8 billion people. There's some people who are like, look, look man, I, I want to go out and meet people again. I still want to be with people. So I have to ask this question. This is a selfish question. I'm an events guy. Like, when are you planning on doing a, another live event? What's your intention? So I'm doing one in 10 days. In person? Yeah, in person. Where? Uh, in you whispered, we heard you. And and that's already that's already publicized? Yeah, so what we did was, look, you just got to shift, right? Okay, so watch. I, I do an event with 12,000 people. I can't do that event today. Yeah. Uh, so what do I do? I'm like, okay, I'm going to do an event for 25 people, and the, and the price is going to be uh, 10x. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to make it up. I'm going to make it up. I'm going to do a bunch of those. Sure. So I just so shift. We- you can't tell me I can't do something. <laughs> like you can, you can tell me I can't do something. But I'm gonna figure out some kind of way to do something. And and so uh, we did we did a we did a bunch of webinars online. Uh, I had the biggest June I've ever had in my entire career. But again, it makes it you got to make a decision, dude. Like like I am not going backwards, yeah. and I'm not going sideways because going sideways is going backwards. You either going up or you're going down. So we did a webinar. We had 76,000 people sign up for the webinar. I, I got a question. So I was going to come to it later, but since you mentioned it, was that the webinar that you promoted off the back of the campaign? I'm going broke. I'm selling off all my assets. No. That no? No, 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 no. So tell me about the 76,000, and then I want to hear about that campaign because I love that campaign. Yeah, so so, so we, 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 know, we know that – you know, people are highly interested in investing money that will grow. The banks don't pay you anything. Money's getting destroyed. When you print money, you inflate. So we did a thing. Uh, we did a real estate webinar, 76,000 people in, I don't know, 12 days or something signed up for it. Wow. Uh, 11,000 people showed up. It was free. It did $5 million. Nice. <laughs> So we did. I'm like, shit, that worked. Let's do it again. We did it again. And so like you have to again, it goes, hey, we're not going backwards. On on March 23rd, I flew. I was in the middle of the country of the U.S. I got my plane. I flew home, had an emergency meeting with my staff. COVID was getting ready to shut the country down. And I met with my executives and said, hey, guys, we're not going backwards. There's going to be the ugliest event in the history of the world. We are not going backwards. There's going to be 10 million bankruptcies in America. A third of the country of the companies in America are going to go bankrupt. Okay. The government's going to step in and fund a bunch of people. And we're not going to depend on it. We are going to go up. Now we have to, number one, we got to make a decision as a group. We're getting bigger. Number two, what do we need to get rid of? The second thing people need to do right now is get rid of something. You cannot change without getting rid of something. It is impossible. You got to make room for something new. We killed a department. 
Maybe you saw it on the internet. Grant Cardone fires 42 people. No, no, I got rid of them in a department that was brand new and I could not bring these people to get on for this COVID ride. So I do what leaders do. Leaders shoot horses that are damaged and crippled. And we had a department that was crippled. It was brand new. It was just, it was a timing thing. We had started in February. It didn't have the legs. It couldn't make the trip. And it took too much of our energy. So I killed it. I didn't want to kill it either. You don't start, as you know, Nick, you don't start a business and 30, 45 days later, kill it. Sure. I didn't want to do that, but I had to because I knew, number one, make a decision to get bigger. Number two, what am I going to eliminate so that I can get bigger? You cannot get bigger if you try to hang on to all your bullshit. And, and so I had to give up something I wanted. This has always been, and I don't know why more people don't talk about this or pick it up in interviews. One of my go-to moves is what can I get rid of? People, places, things, so that I can make room for something new. Then third, we, we pushed all our energy into something we knew would have good chances of being successful. And that was, that was through you know quarantines and not being able to go to the office and all the problems that you guys had over there as well. So now back to the, the, the thing that came up, the, the bankruptcy. I'm going bankrupt. I'm fucking losing a plane. The plane's for sale. The real estate's 10 cents. That was a whole, the whole thing was me. I was joking to Jared on an Instagram live and my haters picked it up. The voyeur haters picked it up. What are they? The clickbait bitches. They picked it up to try to get traction on their own followers. Dude, I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, we, we, um, you know, obviously, I'm fairly well connected in the UK industry of speakers and all that. And I'm my like, I'm getting people messaging me going, "Is this for real?" Posting it, I'm going, "Come on, how gullible do you want to be?" Of course, it's not real, but like the 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 attempt. I mean, look, bottom line, marketing is about getting attention, and the attention that you got in a short space of time. On, on a couple of videos that you did about it, it was insane. Um, Nick, Nick, it was it was three. We were number three most trending on Google. Donald Trump, COVID, Grant Cardone goes bankrupt. Nice, bro. But I would like to say people are like, dude, you're a genius marketer, right? Uh, what's his name? The Billy Jean. Billy Jean's like, you're a fucking genius. I can't believe you did that, man. I said, bro, watch the video. And I'm literally jacking around with Jared. Yeah. Jared, yeah. Because some kid, some kid on my Instagram live says, uh, oh, you're gonna bust out. You got all this debt, you're gonna break apart, you're gonna go bankrupt. I'm like, oh yeah, Jared, I'm going bankrupt now. Like that's the energy. So I even, say, I even say in the video, I'm like, guys, I'm selling everything. I'm selling the house, the condos for sale. It's two, two or three million dollars. Guys sent me a FedEx offer the next day. I got to get rid of the plane. I had three CEOs from Fortune 500 companies text me and say, hey, I'll buy the plane. I think you're bullshitting, but I'll buy the plane. Just in case, I might be able to get a deal. It's worth asking. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it was kind of in the moment, like a bit of a you and Jared were just, just bouncing off each other. 100%. So what? So Because I was fascinated to ask, what was the thinking that went behind it? But really, by the sounds of it, there wasn't any. It was just you were dicking about. Well, what, what, what yeah, what happened behind it was ugly, though. Okay, like 
first of all, my wife, my wife starts hammering me. I'm so embarrassed. What the fuck? I'm like, God damn, I can't believe you did this. So first of all, it started at the house. I'm like, baby, it was a joke. Like, I'm joking around. You can't do that. Then my twin brother, my twin brother hits me and says, hey, man, look, I don't have time for this shit you're doing on freaking. You're not, you can't. What are you doing? Like, like, so my family freaking hammered me. Then my staff, they're all running around. They're having to take phone calls. Is Grant Cardone going bankrupt? I mean, like, it was like, it was like crazy. Then the real estate, the investors. Of course. I got 3,200 investors that have given me $400 million. They're calling the office. <laughs> okay. We raised more money that week than I've ever raised. Yeah, so my, my question was going to, I mean, by the way, I, I hadn't, until we had this conversation, I hadn't really considered the negative fallout of getting that much attention. Obviously, you've yeah. talked about Lene, you've talked about your family, you've talked about your staff, your investors. I, I hadn't even thought about the reaction of the investors. But um, so, but I think, I think from what I saw, what you did was you then channeled that attention and used it. So what, what did you do with it? What was... I saw like a webinar promotion on the back of that attention, I think. What yeah, happened? We, we, we just started communicating about, you know, we started communicating uh, using that energy. And again, this was not planned. This was not some kind of strategy to get attention. Um, I, I'd love to take credit for being a marketing genius, but that was not. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I know, dude. Me too. Hey, me too. No, I, t- I tell you why I'm not. I tell you why I'm not. Because it came it came as a result of you being you and vibing with Jared and having a bit of a laugh. And when you get haters, you make fun of it. You don't, you know, you don't get all serious and go back to them and try and defend yourself. You were you, and it, yeah. it happened automatically, naturally. And I think I genuinely believe that the best let's call it a marketing campaign. The best marketing campaigns come from a place of just being real authentic and not trying to manufacture anything. So actually, in a way, I'm not disappointed. I'm thrilled because it really tells me that you can create genius magic when you're just in the flow and letting it happen. Yeah, and 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 once it happened, and I got everybody banging on me internally, by the way, it was internally that, pe- that the banging – I'm like, hey guys, what, what do you what do you want me to tell you? Like, like I, I'm not gonna. You want me to apologize? Okay, I'm sorry. Like, I, but but what am I saying? I'm sorry for. It's not like I had a plan here to jack with people. Yeah. Now that being said, let's just move on now. So we started communicating with people and investors. Like, oh, oh let's do an investor call. So we did a, 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 a Zoom call with our investors and just said, hey guys, let me show you my financial situation. By the way, if I went bankrupt, the investors are protected. So we had to handle that. That was a good thing to be able to handle with you. Oh, they, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, the LLC, the the corporation, the, 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 the vehicle that we create protects the investors against anything that would happen. Like I could go bankrupt and we would still have a billion, $1.7 billion worth of real estate. What's interesting is without that all happening, you probably wouldn't have done the investor call and wouldn't have given them the certainty they ended up getting. Exactly. Like we, 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 we literally did call with contact, man, contact, make contact, communicate more. Okay. So 
Number one, make a decision to get bigger. Two, get rid of stuff. Three, communicate. Communicate with your base. You have to communicate more. And COVID has forced communication. Now, a lot of communication that people are using right now is garbage. Uh, you got probably 12 emails today during these very difficult times. Like, dude, please don't send me another COVID notice. I don't need to see that. We were talking to people. Hey, guys, here's the deal. I have $32 million in cash just for operations. I'm sitting on $6 million in distribution money right now that we're just waiting to distribute. Like, you just got to communicate the good news, not more of the news news, which is always lose news. For sure. This is fascinating for me, by the way, and how you've handled all this has been been brilliant to watch. What, um, I, I, you know, we, we got onto live events and then kind of um, moved off it. But you said that you're doing a you're doing some small, high ticket, small events. We're, we're back into small events now. We've been we did our first small event uh, a week and a half ago um, at our training centre, and you know we of course we've had some people say I'm not going to come to a live event. And we've had some people say, oh, I can't wait to come to a live yeah. event and everything in between. Yeah. Um, what What are you, um, what, well, I, I mean, I asked this and you said, obviously you're doing uh, some smaller events in the, in the new, uh, in the meantime, what's your plan for bigger events? Do you have a plan? Do you have any yeah, plan? Yeah. For the 10X yeah, yeah. yeah. February, February, Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas, 12,000 people. Boom. All right. You know, I got COVID. I got it. You want it. <laughs> I never know if you're telling the truth, like if you actually did have it or not. I never know. Yeah. Um, Dude, I think everybody's got it. I think everybody's got it. So like, I'm like, this, I think I've had it twice, by the way. Um, I'm curious. Scale of zero to 10. 10 is it's happening no matter what. How certain are you that event goes ahead in February? Uh. Nine point nine nine. I'm. I was just curious because we're because dude, we're we're going through um, not the same thing, but we we had an expert. November third. November third. COVID is over. <laughs> um. We. I never know if you're serious or not. We had an I'm event. I'm dead serious. I'm giving you the date. COVID yeah. ends on November third. I love twenty twenty. You're just saying that because you go, look, somebody's, by the way, somebody's going to decide when it eventually ends. So I'm not just saying that, bro. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'll bet you 500 bucks, 500 pounds. COVID-19 is over November the 3rd, 2020. You've got something planned for November the 3rd, 2020. I can't wait to see what it is. Um, so serious question on, um, you, you're just, by the way, this is the sort of shit that gets you, a lot of attention. You just say something like that, and that'll be great. No, no, I'm serious. I'm serious, dude. I'm serious. If you're watching this on Facebook, share this and say, Grant Cardone says that COVID-19 will end on the 3rd of November 2020. You can get us more rich here. Um, so I, I had a similar, like, we had an Expert Empires event in March, literally was planned, like, within, uh, like, three days after lockdown in the UK. So like we had to move that event, we postponed, we ran it online. I think we did a great job. The feedback was great. Um, and so now I'm looking at, uh, at Expert Empires as a big numbers event. Um, and I'm going, when? And we're, we're provisionally looking January, February. Originally it was October, November. That's not going to happen. So in January, February, we've started doing the smaller events. Um, as I said, it's, it's, 
Um, I suppose it's just highly, highly unpredictable. Um, but I think, you know, you saying you're 99.9%, I suppose the 0.1% is if it's legally taken out of your hands by the US government or by the state, there's not a lot you can do about it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking about it not happening. Yeah, sure. you know, I'm thinking about it. It will happen. Mm. So I just go into it committed. It's going to happen. We're going to do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about it canceling. Sure. I think everybody ought to change their mind about all this bullshit. The world's going to go on, folks. Like, like you know, you you know, just study human history. We survive. We some as an organism. The organism survives. I, I, I don't think we just figure out how to survive better, hopefully. And some people don't. Some people figure out how to survive with less. I'm not going to figure out how to survive with less. I, 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 that math does not work for me. And so I'm going to figure out how to survive with more, how to get more, how to do more, despite the conditions around me. Again, make a decision to get rid of the shit. Could be some of your thinking, your friends, your employees. It could be some of your businesses. And number three, contact. You got to make there's a contact sport. The more you connect, the more you collect. The more you, you connect, the more you collect. Man, I like that. Um, yeah, I say that on every video. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated. I want to I want to highlight something and underline it for the listeners to the, the Empire Builders podcast. So anyone watching this on Facebook, that the, the mindset that you had, the immediate thought you had when all this hit was. How do I go bigger? How do I go bigger with this? How do I use this to my advantage? Go bigger, and I, I just think that 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 mindset is so rare. That thinking is so rare. So many people immediately went to protection and safety mode, and, and right there again, you, you just said you went. I'm not thinking about the ten x yeah, let, let me just be clear with everybody. Let me let me be clear so everybody understands. Like guys, I go through my fear too. Like, oh shit. Like, I'm terrified. Like, the, when this thing first hit. What, what was ahead. your biggest fear? That was what I want to ask that. What was your biggest fear when this thing first hit? Well, the, the, the biggest thing, it wasn't really fear. The first thing that hit me was grief. This huge wave of grief hit me. I'm like, fuck, dude. I was this fucking far from fucking, like, cracking through the upper atmosphere. Like, I was, like, like there's some things that are going to come, come out in November that, that you'll see, but... No, they, they, got, they got put off. They got stopped. I, I had a couple projects. When I left Vegas for 10X, I went on a project and it got disrupted. And this project could be a game changer for me. And COVID stopped it. And it was like, God damn, dude, I was this close. Like, literally, I know this is going to be the break. I think it is anyway. And I had a number of things that were working, right? And 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 so the first thing is disappointment, dude. It's grief. It's like, fuck. Every time I get close, man, I, I, you know, it slips out of my hands. I've had so many people see the plane and they see the bullshit and they see the big stages, but they don't see the disappointments, all the discouragement, the letdowns. It, it hits me all the time. First thing was grief. And then it was like, fuck, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go backwards. Then I get scared. How much money am I going to lose? Okay. Um, am I, you know, what's going to happen with my apartments? What's going to happen with my events? Now, now, fortunately, we have been planning since 2008 for an event like this so that we could actually be in a position to um, benefit from this. 
And the way to benefit from this is it's the only way is like you, you, you have to have an audience, right? And so we've been working 12 years every day on building an audience. Probably our primary function every day is build an audience because the, 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 it's a contact sport. You know, it's what, what do you say? What's your little saying? The more you contact, the more, the more you, the more you connect, the more you collect, the more you connect, the more you collect, you know? And so it, it's, it's, I like that. And, and uh, it's true. The, the, the difference between a contract and a contact is the having relationships with people. It's that are. And so um, look, the, this whole game is mental. And then it's a numbers game. You can't just think it here. You actually have to take the action to make the contacts. So, yeah, the fear, bro, the fear was immense. Like, yeah. I went and sat with my staff. Killed, I killed a department. Yeah. I think a lot it's of the fastest, fastest growing startup I've ever done, and I had to shoot it in the head. Wow. And that takes a lot of that takes a lot of guts. Um, I think a lot of people might have looked from the outside and judged and without knowing the facts and, and said, you know, that you were cutting costs and in fear and – and, and the fact is actually being, you know, being a leader and making the tough call is is very, um, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of bravery because sometimes you've got to do what you know is the right thing, even though it might appear that it's the wrong thing. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of people listening to this will take comfort in the fact that what you just shared, you're like, you know, you had fear, you had grief, you had you know, oh, I've worked so hard for this and you're just about to break through and it hasn't worked. And I think a lot of people listening will will, will be almost comforted by that because I know there's a lot of people out there who are feeling disappointed right now. And there's a lot of people yeah. out there that are handling knock after, you know, punch after punch in the face, after punch in the face, after punch in the face. And feeling like it's never going to end. And, and I think, you know, the, tr- the truth is no matter what level of success you achieve or how big your empire gets, there's still going to be a lot of punches in the face. Um, totally, and- man. And, 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 and it's just going to be, you know, it's just more to defend too. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember empires. There's not an empire on this planet that wasn't taken down. They're all taken down from the inside, not the outside. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I told my staff was, I'm like, guys, do not worry about what happens on the outside. Worry about what happens from the inside. We are not going to fail because of the enemy. We're going to fail because of somebody here at home because we get weak inside. When when you have a crisis hit, what happens is notice all my noise came from the inside first. Why did you do that? You know, forget the punks on YouTube, dude, that are doing YouTube videos about me. Those are just traffic. I mean, I would not be where I'm at without the fucking clickbaiters and haters and bitches. Love them motherfuckers. Please, please keep promoting me. You know, cost me nothing. You know, it's just energy. It's just, you know, it's good. It's all good for me. I mean, the more the more that bullshit I get, the bigger I get. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. It's the inside. You know, the, the, the empire is torn down from the inside. So somebody has to be leading that saying, oh, bad guy, get rid of him. Oh, oh, good guy, turn bad, blow him out. He once was a producer. He can't produce under this circumstance. Get rid of him. You got to get rid of the cancers. Again, make a decision. Get rid of something. Three, contact, make contact. Love it. Um, we've got, we had quite a few questions submitted in advance. I've got a few to put forward to you here. First question, Grant, is from 
a lady called Heidi, and she actually saw you speak at an event in Dubai, she said. Um, and she said, at that event, you said that big companies who have talented people are, uh, are becoming complacent, was the word that you used, complacent. And so the question is, how do you think that has shown up during this this pandemic, the last few months? How do you think big companies have become complacent over the last few months? What do you think to that? Well, I don't I don't know that I said big companies, but I think, you know, really, really everyone has become complacent. Everyone it has an entitlement. I deserve something. I mean, look at people that take off Saturdays and Sundays. People that show up at nine o'clock, leave at five. You're, you, you think you're entitled. You know, you think you're entitled to groceries, a roof over your head, uh, heat, transportation, oxygen, like gravity. Like we take a lot of stuff for granted. It's not just big companies. It's people. Right. And um, the truth is, we're not entitled to anything. We're not even entitled to our health. Like, like, just look at all the shit that's been taken away from us, bro. Like, I can't even go out in public. I got to wear a mask now. So um, I got to get a test. I'm on a, pro, you know, I'm on a, I'm working with a company. I got to take a test every 10 days, which is completely stupid. But everybody's complacent. I'm complacent. And, and complacency is a, is a, it's a liability because it suggests that I'm, all right when I might not be. Interesting. Um, we got a question, international question from Harry. Um, he says, the US and the UK, huge markets, they move a lot faster than South Africa. He's in South Africa. Um, he says he's learned a lot from uh, people all over the world. What advice would you give to someone who's in a slower moving economy like South Africa? Follow the money, follow the money, follow the traffic, follow the opportunity. Do not follow your passions. Do not follow your passion. Do not follow your passions. It is a mistake I made in my career. The only people that tell you to do that are people that haven't made it and people that have made it. So, you know, I'm just telling you, do not follow. I, I had my first business. I started as a passion and it was a stupid business. I still have it today, but it was dumb. You know, I thought everybody needed it. Yes, they did, but they didn't want it. So, you know, follow the money, man. Jeff Bezos is going to be the richest person ever created on this planet because he followed the numbers. He followed the traffic. He followed the people and built Amazon because they were going to the Internet. He didn't follow his heart. You know, you follow your heart everywhere. You end up in an affair. Oh, I love her. I think I'm in love. So you can't, I can't just do what I feel like doing, what feels good to me. I can't feel, do, do just the stuff I'm passionate about. You know, I'm passionate about my kids, dude. I, if it was up, if I followed my passion every day, I'd be with my eight-year-old, my 10-year-old every day, all day long. Interesting. Do not follow your passion. You don't hear that very often. That's why I love, that's why I love doing interviews with people like you. You just say the stuff that no one else says. Um, another question. I don't have the name of this person, but it says, um, how can I stop fear holding me back and taking action? Yeah, well, quit trying to stop fear. Use the fear. Flip the fear and use the energy. It's got a bunch of energy in it. You're scared, do it. Like use fear as an indicator of what to do next. That's your buddy, man. It's not, it's not, it's not some demon. It's a buddy. It's saying, oh shit, this is gonna be scary. Do it. And do it as fast as you can without thinking about it. 
And then start building that muscle, the courage muscle. You can't, you can't have courage in the absence of fear. Courage is that action taken in the presence of fear. Very nice. Um, next question from Duncan. Duncan works in sales for an organization. So he's a sales rep. Um, he's actually a sales rep for Investment Mastery. I know the owner, Marcus De Maria. Um, and uh, he says, what are your three tips for high-performance sales? And I suppose specifically, what are your three tips for high-performance sales right now in the current climate? Yeah. So uh, look, man, don't don't be satisfied with with what you know, what you're doing. 10x whatever your targets are. Like the whole 10x thing, most people really misunderstand it. You know, it, it's about it's about quit 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 looking at the high performance. Like move. What's the next level? Oh, it's to become a business person. Start running a business, not just doing a sales thing. And build out a business. How would I 10x? How would I scale out my sales abilities? I remember, um, because, you know, by the way, I'm happy to say and share openly that I haven't always bought into the 10x thinking. Like I've I've definitely heard you talk about it and gone, you know what, I I get the idea and I'm going, you know, I think maybe you could go too fast. It could be too aggressive. There's too many risks. Um, I remember when you came and spoke at um, the Property Super Conference that I ran with Rob last summer, um, and you know that was today the biggest event I'd ever run, and we were hanging out, and um, I'm feeling all good because I've run this big event, biggest one I've ever run, and you and you go, dude, this should be fourteen thousand people, not fourteen hundred, and I'm like, part yeah. of me will punch you in the face because I'm going, I've. <laughs> I've I've just achieved this like the biggest thing I've ever done, um, but you know what? Like that that is for me. That's the power of having a mentor. That's the power of hanging around people that play a bigger game. That's the power of masterminding. Is being around some yeah. people you to a higher standard, even when you're performing yeah. way above the crowd to somebody to go. Yeah. Hey, still you still got another level. You're still capable of more. Yeah. And Nick, that's not like, like, you know, another, a kid could come to you at whatever and say, Oh man, Nick, you should be doing bigger events, but he hadn't done them. No, you were doing 12,000. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> He's like, shit, dude, the guy, the guy's actually done the, the 34,000 people at an event. Right. Yeah. So Nick couldn't shake it. You couldn't shake it. You couldn't just dismiss it. Like, oh, what does he know? Well, I well, did the, it. You- the truth is, the truth is I, I say, I wanted to punch you in the face. I'm joking. Of course. Um, but it yeah. got under my skin. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It got under my skin in a good way because yeah. it made me go, you know what? Yeah, I, I, it's okay for me to feel good about what I've created here, but there's more. And like, it, it caused me to want to play a bigger game, to, to up it. And, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I joke it, about it. it. Yeah, so for everybody, you know, watch it. Like, if Nick, Nick says, okay, dude, I'm going to shoot for 14,000. Oh man, I need a bigger venue. I need to spend more money in advertising. I might have to bring in other speakers. I got to have a bigger budget. What would I have to do to do that? It just expands his thinking to what he can do, what, what's potentially possible. He becomes extremely scared, terrified, overwhelmed by it, hopefully passionate, got a good team around him. Hey, what kind of team would I need to do this? Who would I need to be involved in it? And all of a sudden he lights up, you know, following this bigger target because 
like like I got on my wall back here, one million to ten million, man. I mean, maybe you don't need ten million. Maybe you can live on one million. But I know this: you'll be more excited about ten. For sure. And it'll get you much more engaged to get to ten. And we know there's ten million out there, or a hundred, or a billion. I mean, we just printed like a hundred trillion on planet Earth has been printed by countries around the world. So we know the money's out there. It's just, can you think big enough to influence that many people? I'm just using money as an indicator, but, but it's one thing, but it could be people. It could be money. It could be books sold. It could be an audience. It could be, you know, whatever. Sure. And I know Nick, just knowing you being around you just a few minutes, you have the ability to do probably 140,000 people. Well, and, and what's interesting about 10X thinking is like, it's not, I know you, you know, the book is the 10X rule, but really it isn't a rule to me because you go, oh, you know, you think 10X and... and right, now it, has to be, it has to be a rule, dude, or it doesn't matter. Well, the thing about it, if I go 140,000, that doesn't mean it has to be 140,000 in one event, one time. It's just changing. That. Yeah. That, there's no rule about how you apply it. And I remember you, you talking about, you know, the 10X growth conference you did with 34,000 people or whatever it was. And then the one that you did in Vegas last year, which I, I attended, it was amazing. Um, there was like 12,000. And you yeah. could look at well, that was less people. But the fact is, they paid a lot more to be there for a start. And you can, and your, I understand, uh, your plan is to do more events so you'll reach more people. It just won't necessarily be under one roof at one time. And, that, and again, now you're talking, I suppose, really, we're just talking like minutia now. It's detail as to how you do it, but it's the thinking. And I think that was well, the yeah. lesson that I but, needed. But, but this, this, is a good, this is a good point that you're making. Like People were like, okay, you did 34,000 in 2018, I guess. In 2019, you did 12,000. How's that 10X? Well, you only, have, you only have a piece of the picture. I also yeah. raised $200 million this year already. Like I didn't raise $200 million at an event. Again, you got to give something up. I was willing to do a smaller event so I could do something more intimate and explode the back end of it. Yeah. So, um, and by the way, I think the 12,000 person event was more intimate and better quality and just an overall better event. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't at the 30 odd thousand event in Miami, but I was at the, the, the one uh, earlier this year, in fact, in February, um, in, in Vegas, That's dude, dude, it was in like, like, look, I have been attending events for 25 years. With and you're not, you're not an ass kissing guy either. No, look, and dude, like the, the speaker lineup, the surprises, that everything was just ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. It set the standard. Anybody, anybody I, told I, came you. Back, I came back and went to my team like, that's the standard. That is the standard now. Um, yeah. which was, you know, again, 10x doesn't have to be 10x on number of people in the audience. It's it could be anything, and I think the that was well, the. Let, let, let me tell you a story. Let, let me tell you a little story here. So, it 100% 10x is not just about dollars and numbers. Okay, it's also about quality. Um, when when John Travolta came outside, he's like, "They know I'm going to be here." I said, "Nobody knows you're going to be here, bro." He's like, "What?" I said, we've never advertised you on the bill. He's like, God damn, that makes me feel bad. You know, I'm like, it's going to make them feel good, though. Watch, this place is going to go fucking crazy. Floyd Mayweather on Sunday. Floyd's like, they know I'm coming, right? 
I said, ain't nobody knows you even here, bro. Okay. And they're like, what I loved about that strategy. And again, I've been in the events business a long time is it was, I, I talk about this concept of being extreme and doing different to everybody else. What everybody else does is they put the big name all over the advertising, the market and sell as many tickets as possible. So effectively you get what you paid for. And I think what you did, which was brilliant was you, you, you held back the really juicy stuff and the massive guests and then deliver that to the people in the room. I tell you what it made me want. It made me want to never miss another event because I don't know what yeah. the next prize is. You've got to be asleep. By the way, exactly. Travolta, there was some amazing guys. Travolta was number one for me by a mile. He was incredible. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's, I'm going to tell him that. I'm going to tell him that. He was ridiculous. So, so let me tell you, like, like that idea, that concept came from, by the way, that was not an exact, that was not a consensus upon, uh, of my people. Obviously, it's easier to promote when you got John, Dana White, uh, Floyd Mayweather. But I bet your marketing team and your sales team were like, you can't stop us from using this. I mean, my guys would go insane if I said, I've got this headliner, but you can't tell anyone. They would go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we did that because I have been to those events where they have the headliners, but you got to listen to the undercard. And the headliners are saved for the last day or whatever. And that's how I flipped that model because I heard so many people complain about that. And also you flip the model on, um, funny enough, somebody just commented here about uh, about sales pitches at events. And, and again, I thought the, the 10X conference, I didn't come to the one in Miami, but the one last year uh, or earlier this year, sorry, in Vegas with Travolta and Mayweather and, and all those amazing people. That, that was like... None of the speakers, there's one speaker sold something, I think. Um, it was it was complete flip on what everyone else in the market does. It's, it's very much the, the approach we took with Expert Empire. It was just completely flip the, the seminar business yeah. in, on its head. Um, I'm wary of time, and there's, yeah. there's a great question that I want to ask. This is coming from Cam. Cam Devady, he's one of our seven-figure mastermind members. And his question is, um, Graham, what did you do to scale a seven-figure business to nine or ten figures, what were the top three things you, you did to scale from seven to nine figures? So, you know, I gave them to you already. Number one, make a decision. That's like 50% of it right there, maybe more. Number two, if you want to go from 10 million to 100 million or a billion dollars, I'm not talking out of school, I've done all those. You have to give something up. You cannot. I can't go to London and stay in Miami. I have to give Miami up to get to London. Like you have to leave something. And so, you know, there's certain businesses sometimes I have to throw away in order to go to the next level. Unfortunately, everybody, nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to go sideways and up. You can't do that. Sometimes I got to go backwards to get up. I got to go down sometimes to get all the way to the top. And it's, it's unfortunate because I see so many people want to do business with me or partnership or collaborate. I'm working with a girl right now. She could make a fortune with me. She is not willing to give up the million or two million. She, she's going to have to go backwards to, to get to 10 million. And she, I did. I'll bet you did. I was making a hundred grand a year in sales. I had to go backwards when I started my own deal. I went to 30,000 a year for three years. It took me three years to get back to where I was. 
Most people are not willing to pay the price, man. Yes, and then right. the third thing is it's about contacts. And when you go from 10 million to a hundred million or a billion dollars, you have to have new contacts. You cannot do it on the group that you have. The group cannot get you to a billion dollars. If they could, they would have already. You need a new group, a new posse, new ideas, new people, new players. Nick, we've given your, we've given your people enough now, man. We can't give them more than this. Otherwise you're going to have to start paying. <laughs> GC, thank you so much for joining us on the Empire Builders podcast. It's been awesome. Thank you for joining us and answering the questions of our audience here on Facebook. Um, I cannot wait to get you back to the UK on stage. November, November the 3rd, COVID finishes apparently. So, you know, what you do November the 4th. No. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, Remember, you got it, bro. Big, big fan of you, Nick. Big fan of uh, everything you do, bro. Thank you, bro. And remember, the more you connect, the more you collect. Be great. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love. Tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.